My name is Jim Fleming, and this is Our Sunday School. Our Sunday School is part of Stewart Heights Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. To prepare for this lesson, please go to OurSundaySchool.com for a copy of today's handout. Now, let's get to this week's lesson. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Our Sunday School. Glad you guys are with us this morning. Uh, good morning to those of you online, and uh, glad you're here today. So if you've got your green books... Uh, if you'll jump over to page 155, uh, we are starting the last pericope in this green book, uh, and I'm excited about giving you a new one in a month or so, so uh, Lord willing, we'll get through quite a few verses today, and then uh, maybe a week or two more in this pericope, we'll take a break for Easter at Coolidge, and then come back and Lord willing, start uh, chapter 3 the first week after Easter. So page 155 is all Greek. Uh, and if you look at the, the paragraphs there on page 155, uh, you'll notice that uh, the, verse 19 through 24 is like one paragraph in Greek, and that's what we're going to endeavor to cover today. So flip over to page uh, 156. Um, and these, so before I read chapter 2, I just want to give you an overview of this prickaby real quick. So uh, this, this verses 19 through 24 here is really Timothy-focused. Um, verses 25 through uh, 27 are really Epaphroditus-focused. And then 28 through 30 uh, are... Actually, 25 through 28 uh, and, uh, are Epaphroditus-focused. And then 29 and 30 are both Timothy and Epaphroditus-ish focused. So we're kind of, you got to look at both sets of these. But uh, let's go ahead and start with uh, Philippians chapter 2. I'll read this all the way through, and then we'll jump in at the bottom of page 157 for just a second, and then we'll get into Timothy in Philippians. So don't get confused. All right, Philippians chapter 2. If then there is any encouragement, okay, I've got to stop real quick. I'm sorry, I've got to stop real quick. Hello from Lithuania, or to Lithuania. Like, that is awesome. So it, one of my uh, uh, ADHD tendencies is when you guys move or rustle or whatnot, I'm listening and trying to figure out who's where while I'm reading. It's exceedingly complicated. I just saw out of the corner of my eye, uh, Brittany posted, good afternoon from Lithuania. So good afternoon, which... I don't understand time zones, and I love that it's after, I don't know if it's yesterday afternoon or tomorrow afternoon or today afternoon, but good afternoon. So, all right, back to Philippians chapter 2. Squirrel, that's exactly right. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit intent on one purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, 
and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may be blameless and pure, children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world by holding firm to the word of life. Then I can boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run or labor for nothing. But even if I am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. In the same way, you should also be glad and rejoice with me. Now, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon so that I too may be encouraged by news about you. For I have no one else like-minded who will genuinely care about your interests. All seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know his proven character, because he has served with me in the gospel ministry like a son with a father. Therefore, I hope to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. I am confident in the Lord that I myself will also come soon. But I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, as well as your messenger and minister to my need, since he has been longing for all of you and was distressed because you heard that he was sick. Indeed, he was so sick that he nearly died. However, God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but also on me, so that I would not have sorrow upon sorrow. For this reason, I am very eager to send him, so that you may rejoice again when you see him, and I may be less anxious. Therefore, welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and hold people like him in honor, because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for what was lacking in your ministry to me. Philippians chapter 2. All right, so as I just mentioned a minute ago, we're going to look at verses 19 through 24 today, so let's key in on those for just a second. So now I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon so that I too may be encouraged by news about you, for I have no one else like-minded who will genuinely care about your interests, all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. Can we go to the next one, Dave? There we go. Awesome. But you know his proven character because he has served with me in the gospel ministry like a son with a father. Therefore, I hope to send him as soon as I see how things will go with me. I am confident in the Lord that I myself will also come soon. Uh, I decided to put it on two slides as opposed to one because one was like, I could barely read it standing here. So I thought maybe you probably couldn't. So, all right, let's go to the next one. So at the bottom of page 157 in your green books, uh, now I hope. And hope is a funny word in the New Testament because here, it's, I don't know that I would use the word hope because the definition of the word hope is to expect or confide. It's much more confident in the Greek than it comes across in English because I can say I hope something's going to happen and there's a, there's a range, right? I mean, this is Gary and his, um, the word for love. Well, I love hot dogs. I love my wife. There's a big range. Yeah, well, I, could, I hope that the sun comes up tomorrow. Like, well, I, you know, barring Jesus returning, that's, that's a pretty bankable event, right? I mean, this is going to happen. Uh, this is a much more confident word. I expect this to happen. So I expect in the Lord Jesus. Um, you, you can almost think about this little phrase, in the Lord Jesus, here in this context, as a if the Lord wills type statement. 
Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a shorthand for that. So I expect, if the Lord wills, to send Timothy. Timothy. All right, now you guys are all familiar with Timothy, right? So those of you that grew up in church, you memorized the books of the Bible, and you got to First and Second Timothy. All right, so everybody says his name an awful lot. Uh, but I didn't quite realize until digging in how much he shows up in the New Testament. He is all over the place. Um, and because I think we very rarely look at beautiful things, uh, I thought I'd pull some beautiful art today. So this is Rembrandt, uh, Timothy and his grandmother. Uh, two points, points have no monetary value, for anybody that knows Timothy's grandmother's name. Boy, that took you no time at all. That was just... Oh, well. Yep, Eunice is her name. Uh, and why would you look at this and think that was Timothy, perhaps? Of all the people in the New Testament, why would you think this might be Timothy? Yes. From a little child, I knew the Scriptures. So you got his little copy, his, his bound printed copy of the Bible. <laughs> You're like, don't, just, just tread lightly with the theology of the Renaissance masters, right? I mean, this is, this is a really, really good, like I, I would argue if you wanted to take them from the historical context and drop them into a more modern context, that's exactly how you would present it. That is a hundred percent not what it looked like. But anyway, uh, Timothy shows up all over Acts. So he, he like gets haloed into Acts in Acts 16. He's in 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. He shows up in Romans, 1 Corinthians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians. My pointer's broken today. Have we got it? There we go. 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Philemon, and Hebrews, there you go, I know, right? He's, this is what happens when my pointer is sitting next to a McGarvey. Like, this is the way this works. No, 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 not a McGarvey, that McGarvey. There we go. I don't, I'm not throwing you under that bus. That's right. There you go, that's right. Um, I will tell you, for those people who think Paul wrote Hebrews, this is usually, the fact that Timothy shows up and he's referenced as lovingly as he is, it's one of those real strong head nods. I would actually look at it as the exact opposite because the words that are used aren't the same types of words that Paul uses to talk about Timothy. So he's loved, but he appears to be loved in a different way. So I'm not going to get into all that. Uh, I will tell you that I think Wikipedia's article on Timothy is spectacular. So if, like I highlighted, I literally highlighted two full pages, and then I realized I can't read you two full pages. Like this is, I'm not putting his Wikipedia on the same page as the scripture, right? So this is a fantastic resource. Um, Timothy was an interesting guy because he could appeal both to the Greek audience and to the Jewish audience. Uh, so he was, he was this this really interesting guy, there's all sorts of church folklore after, after the canon is closed about how he died. Uh, the most common story is that he was in Ephesus. That was, Ephesus was his uh, geographical uh, location. This is where Paul left him to uh, be the, church, uh, the pastor of the church of Ephesus. The Roman Catholic Church would say he was the first bishop of Ephesus. 
I'm not going to quarrel. Uh, quarrel, I wasn't there. But uh, we, we do think that he ultimately died in Ephesus. There was some type of a pagan procession happening in the street. At the age of 80, basically, he goes out into the street, preaches the gospel, and they murder him in the street and then drag his body through the street. And I was like, you go, dude. What a way to go out. Like, I got murdered for preaching the gospel at 80. Like, cool. I, that's one of those where I, I want to put up my, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget the TV show. Molly and Scholar. Uh, X-Files. I want to put up my I want to believe sign, right? I so want to believe that is true. So if it is, it, that's cool. If it's not, I don't know. But Timothy is a, he's a big character in the New Testament. Everybody knew Timothy. Like, everybody knew Timothy. Timothy traveled with Paul a ton of places that Paul went. Everybody knew Timothy. So this is, this is a big name drop. So Paul says, uh, so now I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you. That would have been exciting news for the Philippians. To be on this Romish island of, like in the center of paganism, to have a hero of the faith come and visit them, cool. Like that's, that's pretty awesome. Like anybody Paul's going to personally vouch for, they're going to go, yay, this is awesome. All right, so uh, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon. Uh, this word soon has a couple different meanings. It can mean anything from, like, in a short period of time. It can also mean I'm going to, in a fast way, send him to you. So, like, once he starts, he's going to get there quickly. We're not sure exactly which one it is. It's probably in a short period of time. Um, so that I, too, may be encouraged by news about you. Because Paul wants to send Timothy to them not just to minister to them, but to find out from them, how are you guys doing? Right? Paul wants news back uh, because that's going to encourage Paul. So our first application at the bottom of page 159 is knowledge about Christians should encourage other Christians. And if that's not a high bar to live up to, I don't know what is. But knowledge about Christians should encourage other Christians. I just realized I ignored everybody else online that has commented. I am so thrilled to see all the rest of you too. I was not a slight at any of you. I just, like Lithuania, like you can't beat that. That's just pretty cool. So there you go. Uh, all right, Sandra, I am super confused now because you commented here and now you're in the flesh. So you are more impressive than even I thought before. So incredible. All right, application number one, knowledge about Christians should encourage other Christians. So what do we do with that? Encourage one another with knowledge of one another, right? Like, encourage one another with knowledge of one another. This is a good thing. Share. Get to know. Share stories. Communicate. Encourage one another. Can we go to the next one? Next. All right, top of page 160. Encourage one another about stories uh, about you. Page, uh, verse 20, for, so there's a reason here. I have no one else like-minded who will genuinely care about your interests. All right, the, there's a lot going on here, and there's a lot of English words that are going to begin to be added to this next series of verses to make it 
smoother in English for us. You, like I can actually read each Greek word and you would get it, but you'd have to go, that was, that was awkward and clunky and weird, and I'm glad we have good translations that help. So this word, I have, this is likely meaning I have nobody here physically close to me where I am. Uh, we know Paul had several people that ministered to him. Uh, not a ton, but there were a few. But there was something special about Timothy. So here's what's special about Timothy. I have no one else like-minded. The Greek word is uh, isosukos. Uh, and if you look at the... If you, you can actually split this word up into two different parts. That ISO means the same. So that's the prefix for uh, isosa, uh, isos. Uh, where we get our isosceles triangle, where two sides are the same. So we have the same, and then sukos or suke, the spirit or the soul. I have no one else that is like-souled to me other than Timothy. Like Timothy had a, there was a special connection between Timothy and Paul, and he doesn't make you wait too long to figure out what that is. Why is there a special connection? What it, how did Paul see his relationship with Timothy as a... Son to a father, right? So this is, or to, as a father to a son. That's why I structured the sentence. Um, but this particular word, I'm sorry. I was thinking Yes, yes, that's actually really good. I like that quite a bit. Kindred spirits. Yes. The, the challenge with a, uh, putting that phrase into an English copy of the Bible is you could probably lean into a, like, is that a weird spirit? Or is that a good, like, it's a, but I, 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 the tone uh, and the semantic range of that overlaps nicely with uh, isosukos. Yes, very nice, I like that. Uh, it's the only time this word shows up in the New Testament, so it's not a, it's not a super common word. Uh, but he's got no one else like-minded who, uh, the word will's not here, uh, genuinely, this word only co shows up one time. You, you could almost translate it really, who, who really cares. And uh, top of page 161, this uh, merimnemo is to be anxious about is the definition that is listed there for your, uh, from Dr. Strong. Uh, I will tell you that's one of the two definitions of the way this word is used. Uh, if you look it up in a more expanded dictionary, there's two definitions. One is to be uh, apprehensive about, and one is to attend to. So there's some type of heightened awareness that can either drive you to, ooh, I'm worried, or ooh, I'm going to dig in and care for this person. And here, in Philippians 2.20, this is obviously the I'm going to care about. In Philippians 4.6, one page over, Paul says, uh, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. This don't worry is the same word for care here. It's heightened sense that leads to a negative type of emotion as opposed to I'm going to pour into and care for somebody. So, so when you think about is there a term for somebody who leads a church and cares for the members like of all the new testament theological terms for somebody who leads a church and actively cares for members what would be a good term there 
leads a church and pastor, what's another word for pastor? Priest, what's another word for priest? Shepherd, there you go. Timothy shepherds and cares for people. And this is a beautiful description of who he is because it makes sense that Paul would appoint somebody like that to lead a church because you're going to do it right. You're already doing pastor-like stuff. So this is a beautiful way to describe somebody. So I've got no one else like-minded who will genuinely care, who really cares about your interests. What's the Greek word after the word interests? exactly right there's not one let me say it to you more literally i have uh, four i have none like-minded who really care uh, around you or for you or with respect to you the word interest is added to flesh out the concept of what is going on but it's not actually in the original did Paul know a lot of people? He, you would say like his, his contact list was really big. I mean, he knew a lot of people in a lot. He knew a lot of people in a lot of places before the Damascus Road. And then geographically it expanded even. Like Paul knew everybody. So to make a statement that is true, that would say I have nobody else like-minded who will generally care about you, that's... That's big. So my, my application here is Christians who really care are rare. Christians who really care are rare. And I hate that that rhymes, but I couldn't find another way to say it. So Christians who really care are rare. So what do we do with that? I would say tell other people about them. Like, share the good news about that. Like, that's really awesome. Encourage them that way. That's good. Tell others about them. Now, I will tell you this next word in uh, verse 21, the second Greek word, the first one is a definite article. The second one there, uh, pas, uh, is the most confusing word in this chapter for me. Because I am, I, I can, I feel like I can successfully argue this both ways. And I don't know which way to go. And I don't know that it matters, but it drives me nuts that I don't know the answer. So, just going to tell you my cards before we start. So, the verse says... All seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I don't know if he's referring to all people or if he's referring to all Christians or if he's referring to all people that he knows. But there is some population that he is referring to here who seek, who are actively engaging. Uh, but I want you to look at the page 162 for a second. The, the literal, like the, the rigid Greek here is uh, for the all seek themselves because there's nothing for own interests, right? There's no Greek words there. Not, and there's no Greek words for those of, that's just the definite article that's coming up for Jesus Christ. Not Jesus Christ. And you, you put a little finer point on it, it sounds like, Everybody's after their own, not Christ. Like, I pursue what's best for me, not Christ. Not what's best for Christ, not Christ. 
I would actually take a little bit of issue with uh, the those of. I don't know that that's necessarily helpful, but it does seem to balance the English sentence whether you put it or you don't. So I, I will say Paul is making some type of a connection to really caring for Christians with seeking Christ. There's some type of a connection there. So my, my application here is seeking our Lord Jesus Christ is connected to really caring for Christians. It's really long, I know. I know. Seeking, so just so you guys know, O-L-J-C is every time you hear me say our Lord Jesus Christ, that's what my notes say. So if you want a shorthand, that could be your new shorthand. So seeking O-L-J-C, our Lord Jesus Christ, is connected to really caring, really caring for Christians. Did that help at all, having a shorthand? Cool. It, it, I don't know if anybody is ever going to care about any of my handwritten, like this feels way arrogant to believe somebody's going to care about my handwritten notes one day, but I will need to leave a translation matrix for them because there are way too many abbreviations. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> there you go <laughs> love it love it yes all right so everybody seeks their own not jesus christ would you so so what do we do with that seek our lord jesus christ right i mean this is pretty basic straightforward seek our lord jesus christ would you agree that is your typical experience in the masses of humanity that most people seek what's good for them and not seek our lord jesus christ like we Yes, it's it, it is. It's autopilot. Autopilot is set to default to me, right? And that's just not the way Timothy was because at the top of page 163, he immediately shifts. But you know, this is a plural, present, active indicative. This is beautiful. So the group at Philippi knew for a fact his proven character. This word for proven character is something that has been tested. It has been tried. It has been put through a fire. It has not been found wanting. It has been found sufficient. Like, he, he has been tested. This is beautiful. Because he has served, and this word served is the verb form of a slave. This is not a, uh, this is not like a, yeah, we went and we, we did some light menial, no, 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 no. Like this is, this is hardcore service, slave-oriented work because he has served, top of page 164. What's the English word at the top of page 164? With, yes. So <clears throat> if you have your green books, flip over to page 11. See if my pointer works here. Boom. Just like that, it was awesome. All right, now. The, the word with actually has a couple of different prepositions that can be used. And a few weeks ago, I had a group of guys get up here, and I stood in the middle of them and talked about being uh, in versus amid, right? Because you can be in something or you can be among some people. This is not the word for with, inside, because that would be weird, Okay. Everybody with me on this? Okay. This is the word, like, we are outside the object of what is going on, somebody who is together with. Now, 
I'm sorry, Dr. Curtis. I am so sorry. But you have a theological error in my second favorite song on the Philippian CD. <laughs> Honor these men. I cannot make it through this song without crying. I cannot make it through. I'm not going to read this whole song. I'm just telling you, it's a fantastic song. Timothy, you know what he means to me. He has served me like a son. Not quite. Not quite. He has served with me like a son. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Paul's not the object of Timothy's service. That's what I want you to say. Everybody with me on this? Who is the object of Timothy's service? Jesus. A whole different object. Paul and Timothy are out here. The object of their service is over here. All right? Prepositions matter. All right. He has served with me in. You're like, in? Another preposition. Yes. All right. This is the word ice. It doesn't technically mean in. We have a Greek preposition for in. It's the word in. Right? It means you are in. Ice is into. To or into. He has served with me into the gospel. Like, it is a movement-oriented preposition as opposed to a static-oriented preposition. Because service in the gospel is not a static thing. It is a moving type of a thing. All right, that's as far as I'm going to go with prepositions today because they hurt my brain. All right, he has served with me in the gospel. Thank you, Dave. Uh, in the gospel ministry. You see the, Greek, the English word ministry there? Where's the Greek word? Nope, no Greek word. He has served with me in the gospel. You're like, dead gum. They keep adding a lot of words. Yep, because I'm telling you, if you don't like smooth some of this out, it is really, really awkward. So again, I'm, I'm grateful, but I do, my, my preference is when a translation adds something, let us know what you added so I don't have to go look at the Greek every single time. It's the, my favorite thing I like about the New King James is they italicize those words that were added. Like that is my hands down favorite thing. I wish every translation would do that. But italics means something different in our modern day. It means something is emphasized, which is the exact opposite of what you would want to do. You wouldn't want to emphasize the thing that you added for clarity. You'd want to de-emphasize the thing you added for clarity. So I have a proposal. You lighten the font color. The more confident we are in the translation of a word, the darker the font is. That is my proposal. No one will ever take me up on it because it would be obscenely complicated to translate an entire Bible using that philosophy. But it would be really cool. So, all right. <clears throat> he has served with me in the gospel like a son uh, with a father. So, bottom of page 164, a couple of applications and personalizations. I think we can do it, guys. Uh, number one, Christians serve with each other, right? Christians serve with each other. We're not called to serve alone. It's not how this works. Christians serve with each other. So serve with others. Do I have to make a shameless plug for Easter at Coolidge right here? <laughs> it's not even awkward to wedge that one in. There you go. 
Application number two, Christian service is all about the gospel. Paul just can't help himself to connect the service back to the gospel. Right? The gospel is what this is moving into. Christian service is all about the gospel. So what do we do with that? Personalization number two, serve centered on the gospel. If in our Christian service we can't see a clear and definite line to the gospel, it's not Christian service. Now, don't hear what I didn't say. There's tons of good we can do in the world, but don't call it Christian if it's not connected to the gospel. Like That's what makes it Christian. So, all right, got it out of my system. As a son with a father, top of page 165, we've already talked about this relationship. Uh, this is special for Paul. I love that he had people that were special in his life. It makes me feel okay about people who are special in my life, right? Even when the pointer is slow, he's still special in my life. Not at all, brother. You're great. Not there yet. No, go back one. I know you are. This is... This is the thing about Dave Barber, is that he can be, he can be serving. Yes, exactly right. He can be working nine different ways for the gospel and running PowerPoint. Like, I, I do not have the processing capacity to approach this. It is just, it's amazing. So, anyway, verse 23. Therefore, so because of all of this, because of how special he is, because of our relationship, because of his gospel-centered focus, because of this engagement, because of his care for you, his shepherding-like activity, I hope. I hope. I hope. I expect to send. This might be my second favorite word in Philippians right here. To dispatch, especially on a temporary errand. I hope to dispatch him. So here's my application. And I think I could preach a whole sermon on this word. Christians are dispatchable. Christians are dispatchable. So what do we do with that? All right, 1A. <laughs> Shanda's like, Jim, you went overboard today. I know, it's crazy. 1A, be ready. Be ready to be dispatched. Right? Because if you're not ready to be dispatched, it's hard to be dispatched. 1B, be obedient. When it's time to be dispatched, be dispatched. Like, answer the call. <laughs> you know what I wanted to say there, right? Answer the call. And then 1C, be encouraging. Because his readiness and obedience and history of obedience was an encouragement to the one dispatching. So, like, in the moment where we are being dispatched, be encouraged. Like, yes. I got called on. This is awesome. I have a job. Be encouraging in it. So therefore, I hope to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. So many words that are not here. Um, from the hour, I consider attentively. <laughs> of course, Paul's considering attentively. It's his trial that's, think, that's going on. You think he's probably, paying, he's probably paying really close attention. Of course he's paying attention. This makes me laugh. As soon as I see how things go with me, page 167, I am confident. What's the next phrase? In 
the Lord. Paul's confidence was in the Lord, not in his plans. We get this mixed up sometimes. I am confident. It's the perfect tense. So this is completed action with the effects in the past, uh, the, the effects uh, uh, felt in the present. So his confidence happened earlier, and his confidence is impacting his present circumstances. I am confident in the Lord. This is the center and source of Paul's faith. So application at the bottom of page 167. Christian hope about the future is centered around our Lord Jesus Christ. Christian hope about the future is centered around our Lord Jesus Christ. If your hope about the future is centered around anything or anyone else, prepare to be disappointed. Christian hope is about the future is centered around our Lord Jesus Christ. So what do we do with that? Center on our Lord Jesus Christ. Center on our Lord Jesus Christ. So I am confident in the Lord that I myself will also come soon. Do we have record that Paul made it back to Philippi? We don't. Was his hope misplaced? Careful how you answer this. I don't think his hope was misplaced. Because he had, here's your application, optimism about serving our Lord Jesus Christ is never misplaced. Optimism about serving our Lord Jesus Christ is never misplaced. So what do we do with that? Look forward to serving. Make plans. Hope in the Lord that He will do and allow us to be used things that expand His kingdom. So optimism about serving our Lord Jesus Christ is never misplaced. So look forward to serving. Booyah, six verses one Sunday, you didn't think I could do it. Nah, 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 nah. There you go. All right, cool. Are you saying our hope is displaced? Yes, your hope is displaced. Now, it should be because it's 944.56 right now. But we came in hot. This is like Maverick landing on the aircraft carrier, right? This is, this is, this is a wreck, but we got there. All right, so next week, Lord willing, I hope in the Lord... <laughs> Uh, we will start with verse 25 on page 168. Uh, next slide. There we go. Oh, he got that one flawlessly. He was ready. He nailed it. That was it. That was it. All right, so our prayer time. Uh, you've got your weekly update, so write down any prayer requests. Lean in, engage. Pray for somebody not with you. Uh, Y'all should really pray for the Jonicas because they made what was supposed to be an 18-hour trip to, I can't put Lithuania on a map. I know it's, it's somewhere a very long ways away from here. It actually took 30 hours with two little kids. So this just, we're, we're going to pray for two things. One, that y'all get through that and get over it. And two, that it's not 30 hours on the way back. Um, it, it's probably going to be like three hours on the way back, the way time zones work. I still don't understand them. But... We're just going to pray that it doesn't take nearly as long. So, all right. That's it for me today. Uh, thank you all so much for coming. Lean in, engage, pray as a table. When you're done, you're free to go and to worship the one that this is all centered around, our Lord Jesus Christ. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for engaging. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, YouTube channel, and weekly email. You can subscribe to all three of those at OurSundaySchool.com. Grace and peace to you.